0: Mentioned regarding the Mechiris that there are a number of other issues which, in order for the Mechiris to be halakhically valid, we need to consider. So, besides the actual act of the sale, we spoke about the fact that we have to make sure that the person buying the Chomets is actually a non Jew. If, uh, you say, if it's, we find that he actually, without realizing it, was, has Jewish ancestry, so then he just sold the Chomets to another Jew, which doesn't help us. Uh, it's also just as if we had it in our own. The other two issues, and this is where the, the big question about Makhirah's Khametz comes and that is the seriousness of the intent to sell and the seriousness of the intent to buy because even though halakhically, like we said, if a person really does the sell a to a if I have a store uh, and an Arab of a guy walks into my bakery and buys a loaf of bread no one has a question, that's for sure, it's a good set it's his and he can do what he wants with it and if our Makhirah's Khametz was as clear as absolute as that, and no one has any questions. Um, but the problem with the is when it becomes something which everybody thinks of as just as either a religious ceremony or as just playing a game, and they don't take it seriously. And in that case, the seller doesn't mean to sell, and the buy doesn't mean to buy. In which case, it undermines the validity of the sale. So a big part of the the idea behind selling chometz is that we really mean it. It's, it's meant to be a real sale. Now, how do we ensure that? Right, so, the perception of right. so, now, so that's why there's even an argument to be made for that if a person, for whatever reason, has an option, if he wanted the Chalmitz after Pesach, and that is the option of selling it himself or buying it from a store, so it could be his sale is a better sale than the store sale, because he, it could be it's a position where he really doesn't mind selling it, and if a girl would pay him value, he's fine with that it's he really means to sell whereas a store might not be so eager to sell in which case there's a question how real the sale is now what I mean by that so I saw a story which I mentioned once before there's a story worth repeating which just brings out the point a story I have from Riyas Fafrati that uh, even though he has a kashrus he never used to do mekhira's khamut for the various uh, companies he worked with because the Dashif never really held that the mekhira's khamut was a valid mekhira because he didn't really feel that the big companies want to sell. And that's the important point. If the hummus we're dealing with is the half a bottle of schnapps that we've been finished by Purim, or a few leftover packages of crackers, or whatever it is, which I feel is a pretty to throw out, and uh, that's why I want to sell it. But if the goat actually paid me, I'd be fine. I have, no, I have no attachment to these things that I want them. But the question is, when you're talking about a factory, and it's their stock, it's their mm-hmm. merchandise, we you're talking about somebody who really doesn't want to sell because he wants to keep the he wants to keep the hummus, and that's the case. And the question is, how much does the sell a real sale? How much does he actually need to give it to the guy? So the story goes, and I'll just read the story again, that uh, one time they asked factory to sell vomits for the Tival factory, the Tival factory which makes all the soya uh, burgers and sausages and schnitzels and whatever it's going to be. Anyway, the, all these soya uh, things, which, you know, soya itself is any kidneys, but they all use flour as a stabilizer, as a thickening agent, and uh, so they sell thomuts. So they asked, uh, referred to sell it for them so after Pesach and they uh, referred to to make sure the sale was done properly so he brought a lawyer with him brought a lawyer with him, so there should be a legal contract which is binding both sides and one of the stipulations of the lawyer the contract is that this contract is binding the company is selling all their comments to whoever the guy was and there is an agreement that if either side reneges on the contract they have to pay a 50,000 cheque fine, no questions asked, which both of them signed to So, okay, sure so when the manager accompanied Prophet Frati to his car after the, afterwards, so Frati told this is the first time that I actually feel I did a real sale. So the manager asked, what do you mean? So he said, you know, always when I sell, I think that maybe the manager of the company just thinks this is a, a religious ceremony he has to do in order to hold on to his heksha. But this time I really feel it was a real sale. Why do you think so? He said, because I know you really meant to sell. Because you signed the clause that if you break the t- terms of the contract, you would have to pay 50,000 shekel fine. So the manager asked what do you mean? So I said, it means that if the guy shows up and pays up with a truck and says, if you start unloading your freezes into my truck, you're going to do it. So the manager looks and says, what if the guy comes and asks me to unload my storeroom into his truck and do it? No way in the world. So he said, But you just signed the contract yet. And he said that if you don't you know, keep under the contract, you won't be paying 50,000 shekel fine. So the manager says, Okay, I'll pay the fine. There's no way I'm giving him the things in my storerooms. So he says, Why not? So the manager says, Rabbi Frat, do you think you the only person I do business with? Do you know I've already signed contracts with Saul and Oshaad and every other big chain in Israel? They want deliveries a day after Pesach, which is worth much, much more than the 50,000 shekels. There's no way I'm going to land up with no stock a day after Pesach, I'll lose almost all, all my customers. And that just brings out the point, that the problem with the sale of Chomets in the big fact isn't that you can't sell the Chomets, it's that they don't want to sell the Chomets. And they've already decided, Marosh, that they're holding on to the Chomets because they're already planning they what to do with it right after Pesach. And if that's the case, so then you can write any contract you want, and you can do anything you want, but it's not going to work because the seller doesn't mean to sell. You know, when I was in America last week. saw a certain common person there. He said he doesn't understand. But it's not his question. Hundreds of people asked the question. But it was just the situation it was easy to answer it. He said everybody sells a lot of people are willing to sell Kamut. So if you're relying on the idea of selling Khamut, why can't you rely on Bashmita, the Ground, mechir. What's the difference? You're relying on the same guy to do the same kind of a deal. Saddam so is a very big difference. I said, if the way that Imagine that you would sell your home to And then the next morning you'd go up in the battery, right? you go up in the closet and you'd use it, to eat it, cook it, do everything you're doing at normal. So what does it say about your sale? Right? If you're gonna as we sell, you lock it up, you put a big sign on sold to the guy, you don't touch it because it's sold to the guy. Until you buy it back, you have nothing to do with it. Okay, so you can understand you're actually meant to sell. Maybe you're, you're, you're later you later you decided to buy it back, but the sale was at least for as long as it lasted was a sale. But if you're going to sell and then the next day carry on and eating your farmers like normal, so what kind of sell was that? So I said, if the way they worked with het mechira was the same thing, they would sell the ground to a guy, and take your vacation, let the guy do what he wants, and come back early after you and ask about the land back. Okay, I wouldn't have such a problem with it. What happens is, they sell the land to the guy. And in the next day, it's business like normal. It's still the same Jewish farmer who's working his ground, and he's still getting the profits, and he's still doing whatever he did in the last six years. So what did he sell exactly? It's like, we could, it's not the document of the sale, it's the intention of what you intend to do. If I'm just like signing a saying I sold to the guy, but I'm going to work like normal, so what about that? And that's the same problem with the various chametz. And that's why to, for a person to sell their own chametz, if they really mean to sell, is not such a problem. It's also, we don't encourage people necessarily not to sell chametz if they want to, that's fine, as long as they intend to sell. And if the guy is going to cut off with money, and offer to buy, so then... You're willing to, you very happy to, try, to get cash for your hametz. We have no problem with the sale. The problem with the sale comes, like I said, with factories, companies, or things like that, where they don't want to sell. They're, maybe they're forced to buy the cashiers' agency, but they really don't want to. They have no intention of selling because that's their stock, what's their product, or it's their, whatever they, and the contract they provide. Which is why for the same reason, we have held that one can't buy bread from Angel's Bakery or Burman's Bakery for three days after Pesach and what is his reasoning, because there's a law in Israel, which isn't so well known, And the law in Israel is that the big bakeries, angels and, bema and in Bermalata in Yashem, but there are a few, few others around the country also, the big bakeries, by law, have to have a three-day supply of bread, at any, or at least of flour, at any given time. Because the, the government is worried, or was worried, if there'd be a war, and there'd be a food shortage, so at least they'd have a certain amount of reserves to keep the country going for a few days until they could try and find other you know, alternatives. There shouldn't be that the suddenly there's nothing to eat. And if that's the case, if by law they have to keep a three-day supply of flour, so they can't sell that. They aren't entitled to sell it because by law they have to keep it in order to provide bread in case of uh, something happens, a major earthquake or a war, whatever it's going to be. So how held it. I was that. adding another problem. Besides the problem that they don't want to produce their own you said, "Yeah, they can't. The government, the forces them to keep it." So yeah, the three days, the first three days up to Pesach, That's the they were holding the whole time. It was, it was owned by Jews. So they knows how to sell that? Yeah, if flowers, probably. Flowers probably uh, When they <laughs> grind it, they wet, they spray it first. It's called the titha, which means uh, to make it easier to grind. So it's already been exposed to water. Some not flour. Maybe okay. they would keep three days' worth of a certain room and not even use that after-phase? Oh, they no, no, no that, after no. that waste. No, no. doesn't stay so good for long. It's probably recyclable. Right. That's the first job they use. Uh, you know, they're normally preparing and using three days' old, but just keep it once they're fresh. I, I used to buy from Their cloud are the best. Uh, Garlets and Sanhedria <clears throat> and Sava and whatever, things like that. Because firstly, they don't have such big quantities. And secondly, that, uh, that they're able to start fresh and they aren't under contract with anybody that they have to keep as uh, the Okay, so that, that's just another example of the problem with a, a sale where the, the seller doesn't intend to sell. What do the big companies do at the end of the day? That they, they, they install? They, the they, they sign a contract or start with whatever basin it is. And they have flour in reserve. And then right off the basis they start using that flour first. Right. Now, there's another issue here also. And that is, even for the individual, we don't do it, and I'm sure, the medicine signs that you know, I have with Morgan's basically, but uh, where we sell, we don't do it. But a lot of people, they ask you to put a value of your khamets on the form. How much your is it? A beautiful five shekels, ten shekels, whatever it is. Right? It's, it's not, it's it just, all it helps to do is undermine the sale. Because if to the girl actually show up with a five or ten shekels, and uh, say, okay, you, know, you, you said you have two and a half hours of scotch in your closet to you it right in the form and you are selling for ten shekels give me ten shekels give me the, the khamer you wouldn't be so happy to do it so that means it wasn't you didn't really need to sell for that and so what you're going to say you're going to give it a real price so that's a case the guy has to put that amount of money down on the table which is going to make it very difficult to find the guy so what the way that's all there we, we did the makhira Is like I said last time the guy puts down one shekel for each star as a kidney case if he's given something of money and that's the way that it's, the kingdom can get done. And then there's an agreement that within ten days, whatever the guy wants, he has to you know, put on the table, and then the neutral third party will assess how much it's worth, and that's what he's agreeing to pay. So whatever, the, whatever is the market value of whatever he wants to take, and that's, then there's no reason why a person, kilo, should uh, feel that the sale is not a fair sale. Whatever's going to, the guy is going to buy he's going to buy it for the real price whatever, he, you know, he, he'll, he'll get a good deal, the, the, the person selling will get what it's worth. And then there's, it's not making a joke out of the sale. That's the second issue of the Now, there's three interesting other halakas which have to be taken into account when whoever stays in the khamat sells the khamats, and it's just interesting. The first one is the difference in time zones. Because there will be people who sold the helmets and went overseas to Australia, and by then Pesach starts a lot earlier. If that's the case, you have to sell the Chametz before their Pesach starts, because otherwise they're only Chametz and Pesach. And their people have gone to America. And by then Pesach ends a lot later. If that's the case, you can't buy the Chametz right after finished, because you're being a marshal then. Because then you bought back their Chametz and it's the really elder for them. And therefore, you have to take into the first thing that ever since Chametz is taken into account is where all the people selling with him are, is taking into consideration all the options that he's not going to sell or buy any of the when it's going to be ready to be young to fall. because the is, it doesn't depend on the Khametzes, it depends on the owner of the Khametzes and with, for him, you know, he, he's now doing Pesach and he owns Khametz, whatever the Khametz might be, is an issue and that's okay, so we have to make the sale in such a way that we did early enough that the people, even if they've gone to Australia or wherever it is, isn't yet Pesach for them and when you buy it back, you buy it back twice so really, the easiest thing would be to buy it back a day and a half later, so even people have gone to the Angeles. place, okay, finished, but no one in Israel wants to wait a day and a half to get the comments back, so we do it, we, we buy it back twice. We separate, when uh, we buy back from the comments and we go separated. We say, for those people, it's they want to buy the comments back now, let's make a deal, how much you want to sell back for now. And then a day and a half later, we so say, now there are a lot of people who have one, so now these do want to buy the helmets back, make a deal with them too. This year, it's a little bit easier because... It's Shabbos. Uh, no one's buying the back until the eighth day, but because it's it's still a number of hours difference. It's, uh, people don't comments, okay, so that's uh, the that, that's the shayla. That's the first thing which has to be taken into consideration. I, I once heard that one which <coughs> has to be taken into consideration when you're studying khomet, and that is, what about the chometz that people forgot to tell you about? It always happens. Even now, you are taking the forms and someone Oh by the way, I forgot to tell you that I also have my fish food. I said, Oh, I forgot to have a second freezer in the garage I forgot to mention that. And until next week when we do we actually get around to sending the comments by next Thursday and Friday, there's going to be I'm sure a hundred more like last minute corrections when as people think about it, they remember that they have comments in other places too. And there's are always going to be those people who only remember later. But that's the case what you do with them. In other words, even though you tell people this is a real sale, you have to write down what you intended to sell and where, the, where it is, so the guy who's buying it knows if he wants to come pick up where it is, but we, we take into account that there will be those people who remember things which they forgot about on the sale, and what happens the other way around also, and that is, sometimes, a person sells the khametz, and then accidentally uses it. So now what are you going to do in moments? even before. The people already sold their helmets now. And they've written on the shahat, that's what they're selling. And they want to make it to the which is next Thursday. And then whatever, they're going to use it over Shabbos, or in the course of next week. So there'll be things which aren't existent anymore when the koi wants to buy them. Or, maybe even after he has bought them, the kids get hold of it, whatever it is, and things change. So now that presents a big halakhic problem. Because the nice if the guy bought it, and now uh, you've used it, now you have to pay for it. It's, it's not like whatever stage he sold, at right? that stage the person went and ate it, or used it, or broke it, or whatever he did with it, so now the ass and the goat can say, this is mine, yet you pay me for that. And so therefore, because of this, this issue, we make, after dealing with everybody's individual sale, we do a second thing with the goat, And we say, look, this is, a, you know, number four or five different rabani come together, we're talking about 2,000 stars. So, look, this is a very, a very big deal we're doing with you. So we're going to have to have a certain amount of understanding that there might be a few uh, points which we're going to have to adjust in the deal later on. The things which aren't written here, but people will remember about it, they actually meant to include as well. So let's do an agreement that anything which we want to incorporate in the sale, like, you know, to add in or take out, whatever it is, you know, there's going to be some kind of ask common between us that we're not going to go chasing every last piece uh, Every last crumb or every last uh, item, because it could be very difficult to try and work out from everybody's comments where well. it So let's make an agreement that even if things weren't included in the charity you're buying them too. And even if uh, you bought something and the guy happened to lose it or eat it or whatever happened to it, it's okay, we'll, we'll take it off the hash. But it's like There's an agreement as well that's, uh, to try and inc- include all these things also. And then you see written on the star that that's what's happening, where it's just. Uh... says so that written in your shtar. After we do the sale, we write another shtar with him <coughs> to include, like I said, all these uh, other ventures. Does that include Khamet'sa, which is not in the places which are being burned in the shtar? As long as it's in the rishos of the people who sign it, we if try to include that. If it's in my suitcase, if I bring it in my suitcase with me to America, no, that is not going to work. No, it has to be here. That's another thing. In order to make the sale a real it's sale, in my rishos. Yeah, but you don't, that's another thing. In order to make the sale a real sale, we try to make the things that a guy is likely to buy. In other words, is a guy going likely to buy uh, someone's cookies in America, it's very really unlikely. How's he going to get it? Alright, okay, so if it's, someone's, uh, if it's here, so if it's here and the guy us, can us get, us us get it. Right, so then okay, so that's included. We're not all people, if you're going to go to America, sell the khametz here, here. Because that makes it a real set. And then sell again. 100%. And then your khametz in America is still there. 100%. And then that's a reasonable You No, no will sell your khametz in America. You, you will get people who will do it, but it just makes it a more yeah. difficult thing to explain. Like, why would a person do that? And the same thing goes for even though it's once you say home, it's all the homes are included, but if people write the detail on the shtaris that I'm selling the crumbs under the couch because I can't reach them. Which I haven't had have people have written on the Uh cross it that. No guy is interested in buying the crumbs under the couch because you can't reach you can't reach it either. Right y right. you bevattled it. You can't get to it and bivattle it's good. Yeah the idea of a sale is something people might buy. Something people might buy. So if it's real food, people might buy it. And if it's something which is edible, people might buy it. But to talk about things which no one's going to buy or have no value. Right? The same thing. There always another a question. Do you have to sell the taste in the pot? No kind never says anywhere you have to sell the taste in pots. I think it's a mistake. The, the, the halakhah is you can't use the pots because the taste will come back out right in your Pesach food. But there's no value There's no yisr on owning a taste of chambaz in a pot. It's not above a double bae. You don't have to sell the taste in parts, and you can't sell the taste in parts, how's the guy going to buy that? If the boy bought the taste of, your, the, the, taste of the challenge in your slow how's he going to get it? But it's not something which is sellable. And I think like I just make the the sale, something which is more, uh, not a real sale, which just helps, in my mind, to undo the, you know, that you're actually doing a deal here. That's something which is halakhically uh, binding as, as, a, as a sale. Now, that's as far as telling the Chomets, goes. Now, just one point, one more point I want to bring up, and that is that because of this problem, there's always the question after Pesach to use Chomets from companies who advertise that they sold their Chomets. Because, even, because, as you know, there's an Easter to use Chomets after Pesach if the on during Pesach belong to a Jew. And if that's the case, in the cases like this, that uh, we say that well, the company says they sold their Chomets, but you all know what kind of sale they, they did. So is there issue with using the chomets which were sold after Pesach? Now, it's like this. If we know, it says clearly, sold to a guy, and we know it was a big company and it's very unlikely intended to sell the chomets, so that's okay. So then we definitely would advise not to use it. Because if they didn't mean to sell, then the sale wasn't a good sale, which means it belongs to Jehovah Pesach. It's not pure revelation. It? It's not pure if you If you're going to, not, if you don't know if what was or wasn't sold, the alaqa is a, a teravis, a mixture, but it's after Pesach, it's, it's more makil. And if, if I don't know that the item in front of me was an item which would belong to Jehovah Pesach because there's more which have been produced since then, and if maybe this was like only came after Pesach, so then okay, then alaqa is that in the case of the suffix, I have a teravis, I have a mixture, I'm allowed to be makil. I'd say you could know, you just don't know how to figure it out. There are people who know how to figure out. So figure the, that's, all, that's what I want to get to. But the, this idea of people telling you that you can work it out by the numbers of the barcode, or the production date, or the the stickers they put on of Nitcha uh, Achara pay base, that's all not true. It's all not true for two very simple reasons. Right? Number one, production date means the last stage of the production. It means packaging date. It has nothing to do with when, the, when all the ingredients were made, and therefore, if the ingredients contain contain hummus, they could have been made a long time before, and they have been made a long time before, because they know that everyone's checking my production date. So as long as it's packaged after Pesach, and therefore the stamp on the on the packaging machine will be the stamp after Pesach, then they think everyone's going to buy. it. For example, the day after Pesach, you go to the store, you'll see deliveries of, of cr- these cartons of biscuits and crackers and things. There's no way those things were made since Pesach. I didn't feel that was ago. They were packaged after the Pesach, so they were stamped after Pesach. But they were waiting in the storeroom from before that. Now again, they did a sale. So they're not going to lose the action because they signed the forms. So if you're going around the sale, you don't need the stickers. If you're not going around the sale, the stickers don't help you. Even now, if you look, you'll already see that they're already putting stickers of Nefer Akhara Pesach on things. They have them already waiting in the storerooms. So that's not an accurate way to do it because, like I said, it's a, it's a lot of things, are the number of stages in the production, and just because the last one was done after Pesach doesn't mean that all the original stages, including the flower, was after Pesach, which is, like we said, very often, the flowers are already chomets. If they wet the flower in order to grind it, then we already started with chomets from that stage. Okay. It needs to be nitcha. So it needs to be nitcha chanach right? If oh, they say that they use dry flower. It's possible, but it depends yeah. for what? Because some things they can use as far as others they can't. I'm saying is they say in the bakeries that we are using kemapiavish. It's possible. If, if they have a good yeah, moshkech. Yes, it uh, uh, could be. If, if they have a good moshkech, it and it's not true, it could be. No? could be. It's not impossible. But it's uh, if, Like I said, if in fact you don't need it so much. It's harder for them to work with. A bakery could be. Okay, the one more thing I wanted to point out, and this is the big problem, which no one has a physical. The factories that have a good hashkach they're allowing. These, uh, Every hashkachah is allowing them sign uh, with the base basement of the, the sheriffs, mm-hmm. whatever it is, in the form that they sold their chomits. I'll give them a sign of the rabbi in the store, the chomits were sold through us, and I'll allow you to eat the chomits. What they're getting in the day after Pesach? It says, so that's the one with the hashkachah, but the factory sold their chomits too. So they're not going to take Tashkar Khawai, because it was sold. But the, the Badaat Hashkar so Khawai is not going to check where they're getting it from. The Badat Hashkar was at this place, getting it from salt, Where Then could you buy food? So it depends what it is. Now, the big might, the big might is that in the recent years, uh, two or three of the big Israeli companies were bought out by Chinese. So, that, <laughs> so that's okay, so it belongs to God. So that's okay, so there's no trouble. Elite, ozum, snuva. The three big, oh, it's elite. all the three big Israeli companies don't belong to Jews anymore, they belong to the Chinese. So 100%, that's a, 100% or? Uh, controlling stake, which is enough for us, and that's the case. Then you don't have to worry about them because their product, again, as long as it's coming from the factory. If it's already in the store, then it's in the store, either. if it's coming from the factory. Same thing, all the Unilever products are belong to Unilever is a non-Jewish company. It's an international company. So which, which company should we look out for? What are the problems? No, like which what like which names should are... Well the four ones. Which are Jewish ones. So then there's Elite Elite is a Right. The, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. and one last point I want to point out and finish with that, And that is the big issue which stuff far no cashers has had a good answer for. It's a big problem. And that is no works on two fronts. They check the factory or they give a hash a hektion store. The big problem, which no one else has yet has found at 8-4, is what to do with khametz in transit. Because where is it at the place, and who's being responsible for it right now? Middleman when it's been middle. Right. When it's, in, when it's being delivered, when it's, it has, it's not, it's not it's in, the factory, in the factory, and it hasn't, arrived at this, it hasn't arrived at the store yet. Because the store will sell its khametz, and the hashka will make sure that the source is everything in the store. The factory will sell its khametz, and they'll make sure that everything in the factory gets sold. But what about khametz in the middle? And, well, this isn't, is it? and this isn't that the problem. Usually there's a legal agreement between the factory and the shipper. But normally it's a shipping company, because they have a, like a price for it. They have insurance for whatever it is. But it is a shipping company? It could be. And then the side is, where is it right now? And this is a big issue, because it's not just the one or two day issue. Here it's a question of, in a few weeks, because when they're shipping things across the world, so between whether it's on the shipping, or it's in the ports, or it's in storage, for example, And this is one of the best examples all the imported beer it is one or two makes of beer which are made in Israel or whiskey no whiskey is made in Israel so whatever there is here is being imported what you see in the store it's not beer for Ashad who's importing they're buying from the importer and now that where over the course of Pesach these things could either be still on in the ports of Scotland or wherever they're coming from in Europe or they could be on the ship, or they could be waiting and container in Haifa. And if that's the case, who's, who do they belong to right now and who's responsible for them? And the same thing when it comes to the oats which are being imported, the Quaker oats, or it's coming to other chametz ingredients which are being imported, and they're in transit over Pesach. Who, who's responsible for them? Who owns them? Who's selling them? And it's a very difficult thing to deal with because it's not so simple to say, well let the factory sell it, because they can't, it's not theirs anymore. It's no longer their jurisdiction. Just like you can't sell something which doesn't belong to you. Once they've signed the contract and they've shipped it, it's not, whether it's arrived or not arrived, they don't have the rights over it. So they can't sell it. If the, uh, the person here, the factory or the company here, only takes possession on delivery, they can't sell it either. So they have to does it belong to. Who's responsible for the what? Right. So Normally insurance these things, but the question is who's. Whose insurance? Uh, the right. shipping company. The shipping company. Are they Jewish? Except for Zim So that's a question. If uh, the shipping companies normally aren't Jewish, but if it's an importer that his job is to import and distribute, very often they take their shah as for it. That's their job. Hmm. And that's because they are Jewish. So why can they all sell it? They can't. They don't all, have it. Everyone uh, it. just sells it in the again somewhere. So no, again, yeah. you, you can't sell something you don't have. So, for so example, it's an so, just look at the a and and it doesn't mean I sell it. I don't own it. If I, was, I don't I sell like, stocks, why can't I sell my I, whiskey? I, so. own the, I own the stocks. But if, I own the whiskey or something. But I don't, I don't have it. I don't own the whiskey. I don't have a company. I own stocks in a company. I, I, I have a crate of all of, of, the, the fact that it's a terrorist. And therefore once it's not clear that it's owned by a Jew, it's a suffix. And the suffix will be making. Would it not be better? Halakha <laughs> la <laughs> 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 For regarding bread or things like that, The bakeries which claim that they're using dry flour, right after Pesach, they're storing up flour now, but it's dry flour, which it's not Mahomet's flour, and they're going to use it after Pesach to bake with. The first two or three days after Pesach, use, buy from one of the small bakeries, like I said, Mahomet, or uh, Sanhedria, Sanhedria, or Golot, or Abikhail, or any of the small... (laughs) No, none of the big bakers. Shari Valfa makes their own bread. They have their own bakery. Shari Valfa is also good. Also it's a small made... bakery. Any small bakery which says that they're using dry flour uh, is Lachachil. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. That's fine, as far as bread goes. Uh, if, they, if they're using regular flour, okay, then so it's a Shayla. Like any store which sold this it, like. If they're claiming Netchanach Pesach, it's also the same. If that's true. If, uh, it depends how soon of the Pesach we talk to. you can hear it from the Badafs. They say. No, if it's like a true, then it's Netchanach Pesach, it's fine. Yeah. Now, when regarding pasta, so like I said, Osam belongs to non So as long as it was coming from the factory after Pesach, not it wasn't sitting in the store the whole Pesach, then it's okay. It belongs to a non Um, normally, normally they tell you that. Because, the store because for them it helps them. They'll say this was bought after Pesach from a non And the Asherah does it for example, and that's fine. Because uh, it does belong to non-juice. Besides, the Osem pasta, all of it, is made in Italy, not here. We made it in a non-Jewish factory. It's just made four of them and then shipped here. So it was on by non-Jews the whole way until it got to the stores. So as long as it wasn't in the store on Pesach and then you took it after Pesach, that's okay. Now, regarding other things which for sure were already at some stage the production before Pesach, it's just not possible the day of the Pesach to have, uh, like I said, these huge things like biscuits or crackers or whatever, c- cakes already there which they never enough time to make. Okay, then there's a shaila, like relying on the of the, of somebody along the line that did it. But as you know, long as there's a good Makira there's what you rely on. Maybe it's not the best thing because they didn't really made it up, but it's some mikhira. The items which are in storage and uh, in transport, wait a few weeks to get. A few weeks means Wait a few weeks to get because then you want it to be the next shipment. Not the shipment which uh, was somewhere on the seas of a Pesach and you have no idea what happened with it. Like by Rish? Normally she was we say. Or, which which products primarily are there Again, imported chametz. but How do we know? What's imported Uh Hard drinks, okay. uh, the beer which is imported from overseas, quaker uh, oats, uh, any of the American chametz products which has to be imported and brought on the ship. Right. All these things. And they us see Again, if the store had it already, then you're relying the mechirah of the store. But you're not sure about it, then it's a good question because you don't know who, 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 This, this would be, we have the same issue even in like in America. In America they have the same issue because also their warehouses the You know, You right? have the same They're question. They're Jewish. Some are, some aren't. They are Jewish distributors. Yeah, also. yeah usually they put out like a letter, like,